Welcome to the Shattered Order Game of Thrones episode review show. Um, good night, Puck. Are you ready for this? I'm so ready. And here's the, and we talked about this earlier. The funny part about this is going to be, I'm going to mix up so many things. I watched uh, episode seven and eight of season seven immediately before I watched episode eight or episode season eight, okay. episode one. So I, I don't know what things I'm going to be mixing into that episode because I, I had to play catch up. I did not have HBO to watch season seven. So I, over three days, I watched season seven to get ready for season eight. And I obviously watched the end of season seven right before season eight, episode one. So if I mix things together here, um, it's going to be because of that. Risk. Understandable. So I think I have a pretty good handle on what happened in the episode one, but... I also now I also can put them all together really easily without the big gap between so it's, seasons. It's been a while sense. since I watched uh season seven, but I, I think I pretty much remember most stuff. Um but we'll go ahead and jump into this first episode, uh that was of course Sunday night, and we'll just start at the beginning. Um so the episode was called Winterfell, and that is right where it it started. It started with Danny and John and their caravan coming into Winterfell, um, which kind of reflects season one, you know, when the king came through Winterfell and, you know, you kind of have the kids running around, everybody coming to look and view and watch everything going on. And Danny comes in and, uh, you know, her dragons come flying in, which is, of course, awesome because you're always waiting for the dragons. Um it was good to see a good amount of dragons in episode one, but um, uh, of course, Tyrion is the first person to spout off. Um, I've been seeing a lot of criticism about, you know, just kind of Tyrion joking around, which I, I, I don't find surprising. Um, it, it was kind of spot on for the character, in my opinion, but... Um, what did you think of the whole Winterfell scene, them coming into Winterfell and a lot of the interactions? Because we got to see reunions that we've been waiting for. So Jon Snow and Arya, we hadn't seen them together in forever. It was great to get to see them reunited. We got to see Sansa meeting Daenerys. We got to see, um, you know, there was a lot there with uh, Jon and Sansa, even though, you know, they're together last season, but... There was a lot there as far as um, her kind of being concerned about his, uh, you know, him bending the knee for Danny. Uh, what do you think about some of those interactions? Uh, I thought it was cool to see Arya and John because they act much more so than Sansa and him. They actually seem to really care yes. about each other. Uh, but then the brand came back last season, right? Oof. Not the in this episode. Uh, cr- correct. He's yeah. He. I'll tell you one thing. Bran is the most awkward person I've ever seen. Now that he's the three eyed raven, it's, it's he has that death stare. You ever been from in a hell, room man. and you're like, you have this? <laughs> I was gonna say, you ever been in a room at like a party or something, and you're like, 
you're like drinking, you're having fun, and then you just get this overwhelming feeling, feeling like someone's staring at you, and you look across the room, and there's just a guy like, like just death yes. glaring at you, and you have no idea why. Yep. I I feel like that's him with everyone, and anyone around this dude is just gonna feel awkward. Like at this point, he is just too weird. For me. Uh, the, uh- like the the transition from who he yes. was to who he is now is just yeah <laughs> yeah it's uh his character is interesting say the very least um you know the the death stare and the knowing of everything which of course we'll get to but um uh, the John and Arya meeting oh let's yeah let's uh I I. Arya is one of my favorite characters. Like, I think she is absolutely great in this show. And so seeing her and John get to be reunited was great. Uh, getting to see the excitement and them, you know, um, John giving her needle and, you know, her, you know, sh- showing, <laughs> showing him the sword that she still has it. And then, uh, him showing her uh, long claw and just the interaction and the excitement of them. And then it made me laugh when she's like, do you have another one of these? <laughs> yes. Can, can you get more Valyrian steel? Yeah. Which, which they're probably going to need, but as great as that scene was, it kind of came to a moment where you're like, Oh, where, you know, Arya's like, you know, I can't remember exactly how she phrased it, but it was like, don't forget who your family is. And, you know, which is kind of interesting because that's kind of the whole plot of the episode. That is the big thing of the episode is who, like, who is his actual family? Like, obviously, I mean, because we know what happens later on in the episode. I and we've known who he hate is. hate this. You what exactly? Absolutely despise this. That main over arc from this episode. Why? Despise it. Hate it. Because, man, he was cool as Jon Snow. We're talking about this. Oh, he's 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 the rightful heir to the throne. Blah blah. I I don't feel like we needed that. And was that in the books? This is the stuff that the people are adding on afterwards, right? Um, I don't know. I, so because I have not read any of the books, but I mean, the, the, I mean, him being the rightful heir is, is the primary storyline of the books. I do know that. Um, which. Okay. Well, so it might've been from the books, but I, I hate it. <laughs> I, I just, yeah, see, that's what I thought. The books ended, ended at season five. I thought it was season six. They ended. But I thought last season was the one that was off the books, and then this one, final one, was also yeah. off the books. But I, I don't know, man. I just like it was fine when he was Jon Snow, the bastard, because he went from being the bastard that everyone wanted as their being the bastard no one cared about to the bastard everyone wanted as their king, and that was the cool story to me. But it's like, oh, well, the reason everyone wanted him is because obviously he's royal blood, and it ruling was always in his blood and that's why he's so good it's like no i liked it better when him just being who he was was why he was a good leader but i don't don't like this i don't like that angle at all 
Okay, this is interesting. So let's just stay on John because the really interesting thing is what they're kind of trying to do. So you, we obviously had this scene where, um, you know, Daenerys comes to Sam and, uh, you know, she, she ends up, or I guess Sam ends up finding out that she basically executed his father and brother. And, uh, this was, you know, the, the father he didn't get along with, but his brother, they were fairly close. And this was obviously the thing that was kind of extremely devastating to him because he didn't know what had happened to him. This is the first time he's finding out that they're dead and that she executed them. And so he runs off, runs into Bran, who is like, okay, now that you just got this big bunch of emotional information, it's time to tell John who he is. So... I'm wondering what the play is there. Why that moment? I don't know if there's another plan with Bran. If maybe it's one of those things where he needs, he needs Sam to be in a spot where he's going to help instill that doubt into John about Danny. It kind of seems like that's the thing they're obviously going for there. Um, Cause then he obviously he goes to John and it, it's, it's the best scene of the movie, obviously. Um, you know, John kind of turns around. He's like, you know, I'm not a such king. a good he's show. Like, you mistake it for a movie. Did I say movie? Oops. Um, and yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, so he goes in there and he he tells John, and you know, John's like, you know, I'm not the king, and he's like, no, you're the king of the seven kingdoms, and um, you know, John kind of gets upset that. Sam's telling him that the most loyal person he knew, Ned Stark, had lied to him about who he was. And he's like, he did it to protect you. And this all happens right after Sam is kind of instilling this doubt in John about Danny and the fact that, you know, she's not the loving, forgiving queen that maybe she once was, that she's kind of been a bit of a dictator. She's been a lot less willing to... <laughs> Once your people start dying and your chances of winning start dwindling, apparently that brings out the actual person in you. Yes. Yeah. Because her uh, armies are getting devastated and suddenly she's killing off people. Yeah. And I mean, she's kind of getting power hungry in a way, it kind of seems like. And... That's not John. So there's a polar opposite dynamic there in which that's what she feels like she was born for is to sit on the throne. That's her entire goal. John doesn't want that. He wants to save the kingdom. He gave up his role for her. But now he's in a spot where he knows that he he has the claim to the throne. Not Danny, but him. So it's obviously going to be interesting going forward what's going to happen there how much divide is there going to be there what's his next play going to be that's the thing i'm most curious about in you know the next episode is to see how how does he handle is he going to tell danny is he going to um you know is he i i don't I, i don't see john as the type to try to overtake you know from danny um, what do you think? 
Well, he also seems like the type that is completely content keeping that to himself and continuing be to be the lord of the north instead of the king. I mean, I don't know. I obviously that revelation wouldn't be put into the show if that's what was going to happen. So whether he does it or someone else does, I wouldn't be surprised if it was someone other than him that brought that revelation to light and then he has to deal with it. I don't think that yeah. he himself will will do it. So So the um there's never been anything explicitly said about it that I am aware of in the show regarding Targaryens uh basically being the only ones to be able to ride dragons. So we have this scene where Danny and John go the dragons and John ironically obviously is riding the dragon who is actually named after his father and you know gets on there no issue riding the dragons Danny's like well you know you she's like you got to figure it out it's kind of a trial by fire type thing and um I kind of think that's going to come back as a way of proof of who John really is to Danny at some point. Let's not. What do you think? Dance around the elephant in a room. Let's uh, let's talk about the fact that Jon Snow uh, did the deed with his aunt. Yeah, there's that too. Thanks. I mean. <laughs> But I, I mean, mean, I guess that's so. Not that's the other thing. Character in the show, <laughs> but yeah, he did it unknowingly, not unlike Jamie and Cersei. So that's true. A little less there, but, but I, would I only mean, assume that from now on forward, we will not see that again. And then Danny's going to wonder why I don't know nah. why he's become distant. <laughs> yeah, the I, I mean do. the Targaryens not going to do it always, again. The Targaryens have always like inbred. That's I mean that that that's always been there. And so I kind of have a theory. Um I was talking to somebody about this the other day and this is the so there are a couple things about Targaryens that we know. They're kind of crazy. They they're pretty inbred. Look they always like have elves. the the blonde hair <laughs> Jon Snow does not have the blonde hair, even though he is a male Targaryen. You would think that he would have the blonde hair being a Targaryen, but he doesn't. So here's my theory. And the show is kind of setting up for it. I think that there is something genetic. I, I don't know if the show's going to go this deep. We'll see. But genetically, that there is something with the Targaryen bloodline related to the kind of being a mad king and the blonde hair possibly and we see Danny kind of starting we're kind of starting to see hints that she might be a mad queen dictator type figure and there may be something genetically different with John in which he is not that he's cuz he is kind of the polar opposite of that he's the opposite of a typical targaryen maybe it's cuz he wasn't in Britain. 
Maybe he's got a little bit of smarts from his mom's side at this point. Yeah. Who was a Stark, that's, right? That's totally fair. Wait, say that again. So, his mom was Stark, right? It was uh, Ned yes. Stark's sister? Ned's sister. Yeah. Yes, that is correct. Yep, that is true. So, yeah. um, I, I guess we'll kind of see how that plays out as far as, um, you know... John and Danny, especially with the dragons being in the mix and all of that. Um, let's see. Uh, so the other thing that was kind of a big thing. So we had Arya. Obviously, there was the, you know, after the stuff with her and John, she she goes to uh, Gendry to uh, to go see him, and she runs into the Hound. So you have, you know, that little banter back and forth, um, which that was nice to see because they hadn't seen each other in forever, even though she tried to kill him. And, you know, we kind of seen the thing last season, you know, where the Hound was talking about kind of how proud he is of Arya. And so, you know, there's a little bit of kind of friendly banter, even though they're kind of enemies. But then she goes to Gendry, who she... uh, obviously seems to have a good connection with. And um, so they were very fond of seeing each other and everything. But the reason that she's there is to have him make her a very specific weapon. Um, did, did you get a good look at the piece of paper that she handed him? This is Arya to Gendry? Yes. Oh, you said? No, I didn't see yes. it. Not that I can remember, at least. So, um, she handed him a piece of paper, and it had some drawings on it. And essentially what it looked like was some sort of spear launcher of some sort. Um, kind of hard to tell exactly. Kind of looks like it might be a knife handheld that can launch a spear out of it with dragon glass on it. So, um, kind of curious to see what that actually ends up being, what she actually ends up using it for, because, uh, this is kind of a strange reference, but, um, you've played Assassin's Creed before, right? Yes. And that's immediately what I thought of as the the spear out of the hand. Yes. Yes. So you have Arya who the whole faceless man thing being able to change who she is. I kind of get the feeling that there is going to be something to that because she has this skill set in which she can become somebody else, blend in with somewhere, and it wouldn't be that difficult for her to execute somebody that she didn't like. Um, I, I don't... Uh, it, it would be really interesting for her to somehow put on the face of a White Walker. That, yes, that would be very interesting. <laughs> I don't know if you could steal... Like, a dead face? I don't know if that would work. That would be... 
It would be very would choppy. Be... Hard to get off with in one piece. Um, might be a little rough, but uh, yes. Find the best face that's left and cut that one off. That might be the best deal. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, because yeah, as far as we know, try... yeah. if you if you kill one that made the others, it kills the other ones, right? So if someone were to kill the yes, Night King, that is correct. the whole army would be gone. So if she could manage to somehow sneak in and kill the Night King that way, then that war would be completely over. But the other part to that but is... But she doesn't know that either. Um. No, no, no. They, but she might learn it. And you gotta think, okay, you got, what, eight episodes in this season? Right? Uh, I gotta think six, the Night Walker, or the White Walker War can only last... Okay, so it's only six. I gotta think that it can only yes. last three episodes. So either they're gonna kill the White Walkers next episode or the one after that. Because you still have that other war to, to settle before this show ends. So they they've released the uh time on the episodes and uh next episode's supposed to be about 55 minutes and then we have uh the next episodes that average about hour and a half. So you essentially have enough length of eight episodes but um there's going to be something battle wise or something that's really extending them out to that full feature length per episode, which I think should be a lot of fun. I'm really excited about that, but, um, I am very curious because the other thing in this episode was of course, Cersei. So we get to go to King's landing and see Cersei in which, um, she gets told that the night King has breached the wall and, She's she's thrilled about this actually, and um, the <laughs> obvious reason so being that, she, well, I mean, she has no interest in going to Winterfell. Her plan is to let the Night King take out everybody in Winterfell and try to survive herself. And then what? Um, and herself not knowing anything about them, good plan. I like this plan. Once they kill everyone in the north, they'll come for well, you, and you would have no, no idea th- how to fight them. I, That's a. S- I think she smart thinks plan. that she has the uh, you know just being inside of King's Landing that they may not be able to get in, or that they can pick them off from inside of King's Landing as a possible option, because she's probably more threatened Here's by Danny or dragons from Walking Dead. Eventually, inside the wall, you run out of food. Or eventually, inside the wall, someone gets in and turns everyone inside the same as the outside, waiting for them to come to you and hoping your walls hold them is a stupid idea. She's not... Yeah. She has to be banking on them winning. Because if she's not, then it's a really, really dumb idea. So I don't know. I, I... If she was banking on them winning, I feel like she would be going to help at Winterfell. And that's, you know, that's been the Okay, so the big gripe let's about talk Tyrion. Is that Tyrion Go ahead. I'll just say Jamie shows up at Winterfell. And the only person that sees him is who? What? Bran, right? Cuz he sees everything. 
He's got that yes. creepy dude in the corner well, of the party look going. And then and Jamie feels it and looks at him. He's staring at him. He's the only one that knows that's Jamie there. Like the real interesting thing and for he's me waiting now on him. going into episode two is Yeah. Is will dis- will be to see what happens now that Jamie's shown up in Winterfell. No and then when he tells him that there's no armies coming. It will be I yes. don't think it's I don't think it'll be bad for him, but it will be bad in a sense that not so much as they're going to kill him, but uh, it will not be happy. No, <laughs> Was he waiting, I, I don't Brandon think so. I kind of think he, he kind of moved his eyebrows um, probably a little bit, maybe. So the thing with Jamie is he's kind of turned sides. I mean, I, I don't, I think the interaction with, between him and Bran's going to be interesting, but I don't really think it's going to be problematic in any way because, uh, as Bran has stated multiple times, he's not really Bran anymore. He's the three-eyed raven. He's he, he's not who he, he's not the kid that was pushed out of the window. Uh, I think at this point he I'm has more of a plan party, for Jamie. Do what? I call him the creepy party dude. Go ahead. Sorry, I didn't mean. Oh, uh, that's <laughs> that's totally fair. Um, so, uh, you know, we've had the, one of the big complaints from season seven was Tyrion and just the stupid mistakes he's been doing. And then this season, you know, he's still talking about how he believes that Cersei's going to come and help them. And, you know, Sansa, who's starting to figure this stuff out is kind of calling him out on it. Like, you know, Hey, you're an idiot. If you believe that she's coming, like we, we all know she's not coming. It's Cersei. She's she she's not going to hold up her end of the deal. Like, how can you, of all people, think that she is actually coming? And well, so, at some point, gonna Jamie's going to get him lined out on that. You what? Believe that she's going to come help. I was just enforcing your point there. Yeah. And, uh, let's see. So, what do you think about Sansa so far because she's really kind of taken over as you know the lady of Winterfell she's really embraced that role you know she's concerned with you know there's as far as managing feeding everything one of the best lines I love is you know uh she's like what what do dragons eat and Danny's like whatever they want uh whatever they want that part was pretty humorous pretty damn funny (laughs) she annoys me I used to love um, her. She annoys me now. You're not helping anything. You're being more of a hindrance to everything than you are helping. That's how I feel about it. She's she's not helping uh, right now. She's being Sansa very guarded or, in a time uh, when Danny. she should not be very guarded. She is. Sansa. Yeah, no, I agree with you. And she's um, she's I, and she's totally sure big... pulling apart the North, like she's pulling things apart that should not be pulled apart at that moment. And whether she feels that way or not, she should be and... telling John and not telling everyone else when everyone's gone. I don't know. Well, so we have the scene with Sansa and John where she's kind of talking to him. And it's kind of a repeat of the Arya thing where she's kind of like, you know, don't forget, you know, who you are, who your family is. And she's like, you know, 
did you bend the knee because you think this is how you save the North or because you're in love with her? And, you know, John kind of pauses and, um, you know, John was the one they wanted to follow, not, not Daenerys. And he made the call on that. And so everyone's kind of questioning him at this point. And so, I mean, that's obviously going to come home to roost at some point. Um, so to chicken know, bottom we'll point in chat, John is elected but... king and gives it away to a foreigner in five minutes. I totally understand that take. Yeah. That is totally fine. Now is not the time to split everyone by talking bad about it. Like, if you got an army of dead she people has who are hard to kill marching you, yeah, well, so do they now. So there's that. But it. it Bring it up that, afterwards. That's the other thing. They didn't know that until this episode. They just found that out whenever Bran told Daenerys about the dragon. Because up until that point, they had no idea that the other dragon had been turned into a white. That thing is scary. Is it shooting fire? Is it sh- is it shooting blue fire? Is it shooting ice? It has to be shooting fire because it melted the wall. So, yes, um, that that's my assumption. I so I I've got a theory that I've been trying to stitch together. You so you saw the last Avengers movie, correct? Yes. Okay, so um, in the last Avengers movie, we have this scene where Doctor Strange has the Time Stone. Follow me through this connection here. So he has the Time Stone, and Stark asks him, you know, how many futures do you see in which we win? So he goes, he looks through the 14 million futures, and he's like, you know, there's basically one that we win in. And that was... Immediately after that was the moment in which he gave the time stone to Thanos, which was the thing they were trying to avoid. So basically, something that seems like a disaster had to be done to get the resolution that they wanted, according to what he saw. Now, I'm kind of wondering if in the same way there's something with Bran and... Oh God! Yeah, and and the and the Night King getting the dragon Brand is Doctor Strange confirmed. Well, because I mean, Brand's how they found out he's got a dragon. Like he knows this, and I'm not sure that he's seen well, that concerned. At about some it, point, Tormund's but... gonna get to Winterfell and tell him too, right? Got to. That's true too. Well, kill and Tormund, that, that's, all that's a good point because, I mean, that's another huge scene is um, the whenever they're at the last hearth, which I believe is the furthest north um, actual castle to the wall. So it's naturally the first place that the uh, the Night King would have passed through on his way down to Winterfell, and so. They go in there and they find, you know, little Lord Umber uh, pinned on the wall with, 
human body parts in that spiral formation comes to life. They stab him. He catches fire and the thing blows up. So what do you think's going on there? Do you think there's something more to the uh, whole spiral thing? Or do you think it's just, uh, just the night King symbol? Um, it must be the night King symbol. That's all I can think of. Cause, um, so I don't know what that one is. One of my friends sent me something. Or, one of my friends I got, sent me something earlier. Uh, it, it was an interview with one of the writers where he was talking about that, and he basically just said that it was actually the Children of the Force. It was one of their symbols, and that it was there whenever they created the Night King, essentially, and that he kind of adopted it, but. I don't really buy it. I think there's something more to it. And I kind of think that there's something to the fact that, God, it looks a hell of a lot like the Targaryen uh, emblem. I don't know what their emblem looks like, so I can't neither confirm nor deny. I have, however, brought up a meme from our Alliance Discord. Um... That made me laugh. But let's see. What is here. it? Uh, go look in the orders Game of Ch- Game of Thrones final season chat and look at what Ian Bateman uh, posted. That's what I have on the chat right now. Okay, I am working on pulling. I'm looking it up, up the Tigerian uh, symbol. So it's essentially Nothing like really a dragon up. that has yeah. three heads and it's yeah, it's know. got like a very really rotating like really it is very it is very circular but it's does did not look like that to me I mean it's a circle so oh I can see that but mm. no because if you look at on the symbol, yeah. let me bring it up on the podcast or on the live stream. Targaryen symbol. So on the in the show, they're all going the same way. Every one of them, they're all going the same way. If you look at the symbol, the dragon heads go the opposite way of the tails. In the symbol in the show, everything went the same way big circle everything's everything's going the same way in this all yes. the heads are going left tails mm-hmm. are going right so that that's a big no-no to me well but it still all kind of goes counterclockwise the dragon's neck kind of curls back and no it's not exact but the other thing is if only Targaryens can ride dragons, what the hell is the Night King doing on a dragon? Is it just different because it's a white or what? Because he is actually riding the damn thing. And. Well, I mean, if maybe he's a his, dead Targaryen. Uh, if he keeps leaving these. That is that that is kind of where I've arrived as far as what I'm thinking. Um 
No, and yes, like uh, Boss Landek mentions, it is from the Children of the Forest, but they created the Night King to essentially help defeat the first people. At what point did House Targaryen start? It very well could have started from this, you know, from from in the beginning this either this guy or related to him or something like that theory we'll see but um i i i think there is something a lot more to the night king obviously than we've we've seen so far um and so far that is my best guess is that he is actually a targaryen and that there is some sort of interaction there with um you know them them ruling and then you know it was kind of after you know after the targaryens quit ruling that all this started becoming a problem the winter and you know the the undead coming back or the dead coming back, not the undead. Now we're talking about. Now um, we're really talking about uh, Walking Dead. Last episode of Game of Thrones season eight is where Rick fights Jon Snow. I pay to see that. I'm not sure. I could. We, then when we we realized Game of Thrones is a Rick? crossover from Walking Dead. Rick Grimes. Oh, man. that would be off. Yeah. Oh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I quit watching that show. Terrible. I just, I can't do it anymore. Um, all right. So, uh, were there any other scenes that you found kind of interesting with Game of Thrones? I think all the ones I was thinking of are from season seven's last episode. So, I won't mention them because I'll just be retreading old stuff. But uh, actually, I'll retread it anyway. Littlefinger, the scene with Littlefinger from the last episode of season seven was amazing. Yes, uh, that was a that was a really good scene. Big fan. Um, the, the, I've seen a lot of you know theories as far as you know Littlefinger maybe not actually being dead, or um, you know that there's something something going on there that we haven't quite seen yet. What, what do yeah, you think? Interesting. Do, do you think, uh, do you think he's actually dead? Oh yeah. I think he's gone for sure. Unless he makes some magical return, like, uh, Phasma and episode nine, then yeah, he's dead. <laughs> he did. Nice. Um, yeah, we, we will see. I hope so, because I think the way that they did kill him off was excellent and very well done. Um, but, uh, I mean, what if the person that she killed just wasn't Littlefinger? Um, I, I was talking to somebody, and they were talking... Uh, somebody had mentioned that Littlefinger was actually from... Um, oh, God, I'm drawing a blank. Um you know, where the faceless men are from. So, 
it would be possible that maybe um you know he is familiar or has that skill and possibly sent in a faceless man to die in his place or something along those lines um because i don't know interesting idea who knows i guess we'll find out we got five episodes left yeah Isn't that crazy we, we will certainly find out bravos yes thank you um yes um you know I, everything lost my interest once uh what's his face died uh diego luna's character after that i was like eh Whatever. When who died? He should have been the king. Um, gosh, what's his name? The one that got his eyes crushed, his eyes crushed into his skull by. Um, oh, what's his face? By the mountain. By the mountain, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. The viper, uh, God. Uh, the viper. That's it. Yeah. Also known as the Mandalorian, by the way. Yep, Pedro Pascal. Pedro really Pascal. It wasn't Diego Luna, was like it? Oberian. Diego Luna there was Cassin. Yes. Um. Yep. No, no, it is Oberian Dan. Martell. What was Diego Luna in uh, Game of Thrones? I, I'm not sure who you're talking about. Yeah, it's Diego Luna, not. What is Pedro Pascal? What the hell is going on here? Yeah, I'm... I'm mixing I'm, up two people. Diego Luna was Cassian. So, whatever. Anyways, okay. whatever. Anyway. Pedro Pascal and Diego Luna are two actors I really like, but I always mix them up. Diego gotcha. Luna was uh, was Cassian. Pedro Pascal is going to be Mandalorian. So. Gotcha. Um, all right, so uh, what are you hoping for from uh, next episode? Uh, more people to die. Actually, I, w- I want to see where the path is put into place where Brianna Tarth becomes the king, or so the, sorry, the queen of the Seven Kingdoms. Then we'll be good. <laughs> then all will be right nice. in the world. Um, I, I do think that there is definitely going to be an interesting scene coming up with her and Jamie, uh, now that, you know, there's about to be a reunion there, which is going to be really interesting. So you kind of have that little triangle between her, her and Tormund, and then you have her and the history with Jamie and everything. Um, so we will see. Um, I'm very excited to see what this season brings. We got a lot of Game of Thrones left. Um, I'm I'm curious to see. Um, one thing I do find interesting is, uh, just the name Winterfell. Like, why is it Winterfell? Seems like an odd. Seems like an odd name. Seems like the place where winter would fall and no longer be a thing. But I, I don't I don't know if that is too much conspiracy theory. But we will see. Um, I, I think there is something to the 
the wirewood tree, you know, the the creepy tree out in the yard because we, you know, last time we saw that was the three-eyed raven in which, you know, there was the protective circle around it that the Night King couldn't get to, um, you know. Where Why the, does it have a three-eyed face? Raven. Uh, that that's a great question. Um, <laughs> Why does faces, it have a face? That thing creeps me the creeps me out, man. It's a little creepy, but um, I'm very curious about that because I mean, like I said, the the Night King couldn't enter the last wirewood tree that we saw with Three Eyed Raven until Bran kind of. <laughs> basically transported in and night king could see him you know there's so there's some sort of connection there with those two i always have to hope brand don't make that mistake again so we will see sounds good to me i can't wait i am looking forward to it indeed all right well uh you have anything else you want to mention tonight before we uh head off to whatever we're doing um before the season ends, we need to have Tormund and Brienne become a thing. It's got to happen, right? Like, like she, she or needs she scorns her... him for the Hound. One of those two. There needs that. Yeah. There's a love triangle there that's not really one that people. I don't know if people talk about it, but that 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 right there is a triangle that I think should be a thing. I mean, there's a lot going on with, I mean, Brienne's got options. I mean, she's, she's a pretty hot commodity at this point. So (laughs) we, we will see what happens and hopefully we get to see a reunion, you know, with her, uh, and somebody next week. We will see, but wait, 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 all right. I'm just realizing something. Where did we talk about Forsu Arrow's name before? And not including chat. It was something during the podcast. Talk about who? Forsu Arrow. In the chat. He's in the chat, but we I saw his name on something else during the podcast. What was it? Uh one last week's trivia. That's what it was. Okay. I'm like, I never because it was capitalized in uh the in Discord chat when we were announcing his name, I never put our dude in chat with the dude that won trivia. So, Hey, congratulations, man. (laughs) I'm like, wait a minute. I know that (laughs) name anyways. Okay. Well, thanks everybody for hanging out with us even longer than we usually go to do some of this extra stuff with us. It's been fun talking about the uh, episode nine trailer and now game of Thrones. This is some extra stuff we like to do and hopefully you guys like it going forward and we'll just keep doing stuff like this. And, uh, see what happens but uh thanks for hanging out with us a little bit even longer than i know we've been keeping you up but this is some stuff that we're also passionate about so looking forward to talking about Uh, a little more this week i'll try to make a little bit better notes on you know uh the sequence of events in game of thrones that way we'll have a little bit of a better um guideline going because we didn't decide to do this till after the episode had kind of aired and stuff so uh we will Uh, have a better roadmap next week. How's that sound? Sounds good. All right, everyone. We will catch you on the flip side. Later.